there, everybody. Got ourselves another show on tap tonight. <laughs> we are Lollygagging Sports. I'm Bo Reed along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby. We're going to continue our preview of the upcoming baseball season, which is getting here rather quickly. Like, like, like I don't know about I don't know about you guys, Samantha, but I feel like spring training for some reason starting to pick up its pace. It could just be me. Yeah, I thought the same thing, and then I was trying to decide if it was just because we had a split squad game today uh, that the Guardians did, and I was like, is it because I'm trying to watch two things at once? And like, I don't know. I was I wanted to watch your Texas Rangers. Because both Jack Leiter mm-hmm. and Kumar Rocker were pitching, and there was no video feed, so I am very upset about this. You know, I actually that I actually kind of feel a little bit better about that because I meant to do that as well, but work got way too crazy today, so I couldn't actually. I, I forgot, completely forgot that 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 was even happening. Uh, so the fact that there was no video kind of makes me feel a little bit better. I, I, maybe I. I still forgot. That's bad. Audio only. I don't know what they're doing, but I don't know. Yes. A lot of baseball. Definitely feels like it's ramping up for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, um, let's get into this. Oh, by the way, Irby, um, you know, you were off camping in the mountains this weekend with this, with this weird weather pattern that came through. I'm just happy you were made at home. Okay. I'm glad you're back because yes, that, that, that that is, that got a little it hairy. Was, it, it did. It's always it's always interesting when you've got fastballs going the same amount of the wind that's hitting your tent. You know, <laughs> it's never a good thing. So, um, but uh, yes, to touch on the, the lighter rocker, I was doing the same thing today. Um, I will not confirm or deny that I was checking uh, Twitter videos while driving home on the highway. So we'll just leave that right there. Just, just so we're clear, just so everyone's clear, you're not talking about Jamie Moyer type fastballs, are you? Like, you're talking like legit, like, you know. Well, it, it, hold on, it, Jamie Moyer fastballs are still that's a heavy amount of wind, but no, no, there was uh, seventy, <laughs> sixty to seventy mile an hour sustained gusts with uh, wind or sustained winds with gusts at hundred miles an hour. So no, it was not fun. No, it was fun. I'm just trying to clarify the type of fastball that we're talking about because I mean that, that's, that's true. That's the problem with fastballs is like they're they're all over the place. Hey. <laughs> kind of like some of the teams we might be talking about today. Uh, it's it's not so much the teams that we're talking about as the projections that we're talking about that are all over the place. But hey, let's get into that. Uh, so we have the American League Central on tap this week. Let's start with those Guardians. Samantha, is this really about the rotation staying healthy? Is is that where we're at with the Guardians going going into the season, based off of the last couple of years? Yeah, I think so. Especially when you consider that it's you know I I know I hate when other people say it, but it's my division, so I'll say it. It's not a terribly competitive division, um, and the, right. the the other teams in this division have not done a wonderful job uh, this offseason of attempting to catch up to them. So what you have to assume is that the status quo is probably going to get it done. So because sort of the the way that the Guardians hitters, the way that the lineup works, is relatively projectable outside of like catastrophic injury, not super worried about that. And bullpen is in pretty good shape. Uh, it's largely the same or close to the same as it was a year ago. And it's always the rotation that we hear a lot of injuries and, and a lot of uncertainty on the back end. And 
you know, a couple of guys coming up from AAA who might have potentially helped out with that have also had some setbacks, you know, most notably, of course, Daniel Lupino, who maybe could have been a contributor this year. Probably not, but that's obviously off the table now with the injury. And then, of course, Cody Morris, who would have been like the sixth starter um, if, if we were running a six-man rotation, and certainly you're going to need that sixth starter sooner or later. But he's been shut down with a lat issue already, so that's not great, um, especially when you have, you know, Savali, who obviously struggled a lot with his help, mm -hmm. and we worry a little bit about uh, durability uh, with Tristan McKenzie. So, you know, other than that, of course, Bieber, Quantrill, I think they're expecting largely the same thing. Kleesak's Kleesak, which is, you know, make with that what you will. But, yeah, I think this is really about Savali specifically and, and McKenzie staying healthy, and then, of course, obviously nothing happening to the others. But, mm -hmm. you know, if, and I am knocking on wood as I say this, Everybody seems to be in pretty okay shape at the moment, and if they stay that way, then yeah, I mean, you're punching your ticket most likely to a division title that way. How much farther you can get than that, of course, remains to be seen. All right, so let's let's just throw this out there. Let's say that everyone in that in that pitching staff stays healthy. You know, because you look at the Guardians, the one the one thing that that is talked about is that, you know they could they could use a little bit more offense. Like like that's that's the key. You got the number two farm system in baseball, and this is this is one area where the Guardians do spin. They do spin the prospect hall. They may not spin the cash, but they do spin the prospect hall. Are they going to be dealers this, this this trade deadline to go out and maybe get some more offense, provided their pitching's healthy? And of course, if their pitching's not healthy, go out and and, and get some more pitching to come in. Yeah, I think to an extent, the answer to that is probably yes. I think they will be active one way or the other unless they are just knocked out of it completely by injuries. But otherwise, yeah, I think they will be at least in the conversation. So the question becomes, I guess, do you think you've got enough to make a run at the World Series? If you do, that's when you start putting together the big packages for that big bat that they're missing. It's that big power bat. So, and, and perhaps uh, a few other things to shore up as well. So most likely you're looking at the usual little stuff, maybe a little bit more little stuff. Like I'm thinking something more akin to Andrew Miller to that deadline deal than to, let's say, the post-waiver Jay Bruce deal um, because they are competitive. They just got a new minority owner a year ago, uh, so they got a small infusion of cash there. And I think the, the Josh Bell signing, of course, is, is sort of a signal that they're willing to at least do something. Um, I... If they are going to go in big and push significant prospects at the deadline, it would have to be for somebody who's controllable. There is absolutely no way they are going to give up anything that is particularly meaningful out of that farm system for a rental. That's just not their style. They're never going to do it. It doesn't matter what the situation is. They've got the best record in the American League, and they're still not going to do it. But if they could get somebody who was really critical and it would really kind of help them out and whether that's a major bullpen piece or another starter if you know <laughs> it comes to that need wise or certainly that bat the elusive power bat that we're always talking about with the guardians uh -huh. then yeah I, I think it could happen but it would need to be for somebody who had those couple of years of control left because they're not going to spend for a three-month rental unless it's something really really cheap that they have to pay all right, let's put this over to Irby. What do you think about the Guardians here, Herbs? I mean, this is one of my more intriguing teams to watch, just because of I, I you know, we're 
no no slouches, no no shame about here about how they operate. Samantha, you talked about that well of how they operate, but it man, the big the things they're bringing back. I mean, the the, the low hanging fruit here is is can Stephen Kwan do it again? Well, yeah, duh. I mean, I, yeah, that'd be great, you know. And that was a huge step, a huge positive for Cleveland last year, where you had a situation. I think we joked about, you know, they didn't have one outfielder; they had seven outfielders trying to to figure out who would be. <laughs> Taking all the roles, and, and and it was you know you love what you saw from Straw and then Quan as well, and um, I, there's a name out there that really has some intrigue. I'm not going to say it just because I learned it from the other person on here, so I'm going to let her say the name. But it is a name that has some intrigue, and we'll get to that in just a second. Um, <laughs> I, I I like you know the potential bounce back that you could see from Zanino. I mean, you could do worse than there. I love the Josh Bell signing. You know, is that the power? Is that the pop? What else gets brought in? I, We'll see. You know, this this is just a fun team. These are the kind of teams where, you know, sure, you, you, you plug it in on a fantasy roster or the video game, and you're like, this isn't necessarily what's going to win you a World Series. But these are the clubhouses you want to be a part of. And I look up and down that roster, especially the starters out in the field. Those are the kind of guys you want to play next to. Samantha, you want to enlighten us on, on this player that, that Irby's talking about? Because it definitely didn't come from me. Okay, so wait. I'm I'm going to need some clarification here. Are we talking about a person already on the roster or somebody they might go after? I'm trying to remember which. On person. the roster. On the oh, roster, so, yeah. Are we talking about Oscar Gonzalez? So that's a good one. Uh, yeah, okay. That would make more sense. I, I'm more, um, you have to have a British accent when talking about this oh. player. Okay. All right, all right, that's right. We did say we were going to bring this up, didn't we? Okay, so we're talking about what well, we're, we're shifting here with, with Oscar Gonzalez. I was thinking more about, like, well, is it repeatable? You know, we're a little bit worried about the, the strikeouts there and, you know, can he duplicate the, the pitch selection that he displayed a year ago and keep the power at the same time? But uh, the person we're referring to, which we have vowed to say only in a British accent now because it sounds like an F1 driver saying, uh, let's see if I can do this British. Um, Roman Quinn. I wasn't very British, was it? I it wasn't that bad. bad. <laughs> Roman. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> Not terrible? No. Okay. okay, so, all right. Roman Quinn. <laughs> saying it. The, the 29-year-old uh, NRI in camp with the Guardians, former Philadelphia Philly, who's had a, you know, he's up and down a lot over the last couple of years and then playing maybe 40 games or so uh, with the Phillies at various points, who has been um, let's see, he's had three home runs in two games. So, you know, again, like, I mean, Bo, you and I just had a conversation about, like, let's not get overexcited about what people have done in two <laughs> days of spring training, and here I am about to do the same thing. But, you know, in terms of the utility guys who might come up and be in the mix here, you're probably looking at the usual suspects, um, you know, Tyler Freeman, Will Brennan. Um, guys like that, you know, Gabby Arias, if you want, like, the super sub who can play anywhere. But Quinn has been very, very intriguing with what he's done so far. If he keeps it up, I don't know how you deny him a roster spot. Whether he can keep it up, I don't know. But, you know, with the name that he has, we think he might have a future in, like, F1 or, you know, F3 or whatever. <laughs> so but perhaps there's an alternative career waiting for him over across the pond as it were, um, if it doesn't work out for him with the Guardians. For the record, you have a much better British accent than I do. 
So no, you say it. No, you say it. I I really don't want to. Do that. <laughs> I had to do it. Irby, do you want to try? You want to try it? Roman Quinn from the pole position. See, that was better than mine. Show you off. I, <laughs> well, I might also sound like someone that's been like binge watching Drive to Survive the last few days. So I've got my David Crofty down oh and uh, Roman Quinn on that. You know, I so the point also I'll add now that you've thrown the name out. But the interesting thing about Quinn bringing what he does, I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out. The name that you mentioned, Samantha, Will Brennan, um, because both mm-hmm. left-handed batters, Brennan, a lot more controllability, four years younger, I believe. So, I, I don't see how you keep both on the roster, but I. <laughs> this is what's great about what 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 the what the Indians do because it's two. I mean, these these are the chains of pace guys that you have. I mean, I know, we know Quan is your other lefty, but but Strong Gonzalez being on the right side, you need that other left-handed bat. And I don't know. Do you do you have both? Like I I, I just I don't. Can't right, wait to find out how this plays out. <laughs> Well, and you trade, you know, you traded away Will Benson, you know, you, you traded away Owen Mills, real name Owen Miller, um, for those who do not follow along on Twitter. Um, but, you know, a couple of bats out of the way, some of these sort of up and down utility types they've kind of moved on from. So it does leave a little space there, especially if he were willing to take an assignment for the minors at the outset of the season, because somebody's going to get hurt. Like, <laughs> they, they will. I, I don't know. I mean, they're they're pretty invested in Brennan as the guy who plays this role. But we've seen it. We've seen it in the trades that they're willing to move on from these guys if they don't think they're going to get anything out of them. It's, I don't think this is a Nate Quinn situation where we're just going to sit on the quad A guy for like nine years. I hope. Um, <laughs> but and this is nothing against Will Brennan. I, mean, I don't not mean to class you with Tyler Nate Quinn. I apologize. Um, but. You know, kind of, it's a, it's a little bit rough, you know, for Quinn that there's a lot of competition there. But, you know, I mean, it's the be so good they can't ignore you thing. Like, you know, it's, that's an open competition right now for those spots. All right. You guys ready to play some over-under? This is, without a doubt, at least I, I say this. It really should be. The easiest call we're gonna make with the over unders, like this, like I, I'm still trying to figure out where Fangraphs got this number because it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, the over under, the projection for the Guardians is 83 wins. <laughs> That's, I laugh every time I hear this. Um, 83. <laughs> I, that would be a lot of regression there. Um, it's a ton of regression, yes. A lot of regression. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, easiest call we've had so far for sure. Uh, I bet you it's the easiest one we have throughout this preview. So, Samantha, where are you at here? Over or under? 83. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the over. I was also an over on the 86, which was the, the higher, the, the FanDuel projections for this. Like, Pakoda had something goofy, like 85.7 or whatever. Like, I stopped it. But, like, it's they won 92 games last year. I, I guess if you think everybody's going to get hurt, you drop the number. Otherwise, I don't know why you're not sitting around the same spot. If you take the balanced schedule into account, you probably drop it down to 89 or 90. But if you assume they're the division winner, which I think is kind of where we're all at on this, and, and where 
pretty much everyone I've heard talk about it is at, mm-hmm. then I don't know how you think this division is going to be won with 83 games. You know, weak division or not, that's not going to win a division. Mm-hmm. So that's goofy. <laughs> Irby, how about you? <laughs> Where are you at here? Fortunately enough for Cleveland, 83 would have won them the division last year as well. But, um, yeah, I'm an over on this as well. That's I'm curious where you're getting that number. But I guess this is the product of what we had to deal with two weeks ago when we had, like, everybody in the East with 90 wins. So, um, yeah, no. Well, bad, now we know where they're getting all their wins from. They're all Yeah, <laughs> apparently they're all beating the Central. So, yes, I'm going to take over. Um, uh, shockingly enough, isn't the 83, isn't that, uh, Tristan McKenzie's weigh-in at, at the beginning of spring training. Is that what he's up to now? 83 pounds? Jeez. <laughs> Poor Tristan. By the way, it's, you know, I saw him today. He's, guys, he, he's not gained any weight. I hate to tell you, but he doesn't look any bigger. Oh, <laughs> he was on the mound today, and he looks about the same. Oh, so no. Be- Somebody get that kid a sandwich. Jeez. Uh, I'm also going to take the over. You know, I know that's a shock, but come on. Fangraphs, 83 wins, please. Alright, let's move on to those twins. <laughs> I always try to figure this out every spring, Samantha. Where to even begin with the Minnesota Twins who apparently... By are taking per- the under. <laughs> apparently are perfectly okay with bionic yeah, ankles. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they go out and they sign Joey Gallo, who... Let's face it, is, 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 he's well beyond the Chris Davis starter kit. Now he's on to something else. Uh, what the hell are they doing? It's always the same thing with them. It's two steps forward, two steps back. They're perfectly okay just making the playoffs. How do they expect to keep a fan base doing this? Yeah, this is, I mean, it's obviously have no great love for the Twins or their fan base because they are a division rival, but, like, this is not an uninformed fan base. Like, they know, and there's been a lot of talk and listening to a lot of sort of the Twins writers and analysts talk about this and saying, like, yeah, there seems to be a disconnect between the team and the fan base where the team has just decided that, like, if we just make the playoffs, we're good. You know, never mind that you've lost, like, 18 straight games to the Yankees because that's not embarrassing or anything. (laughs) And the fans are like, well, wait a minute, like, uh-uh. And also, by the way, you, you missed the division title by more than 10 games last year. So, like, uh, what about this, you know, it's this, we just need to make the playoffs. Like, explain to me how you're even going to do that. Because in the Central, you're going to have to win the division to get there. I don't think we're getting a wild card out of this division. I'd be very, very surprised mm-hmm. if we did. So, how is it that you're going to even get into the playoffs? Like, I'm confused. Like, so you signed Carlos Correa, that's great. He has his bionics or a separate ankle or whatever, but you also had him last year, and, and how did that turn out? I don't think that Joey – it's not that I'm against the Joey Gallo signing. It's just that Joey Gallo is not going to make up 11 games. So what, <laughs> how, how are you going to make the leap from where you were a year ago to where you would have to be? presumably, to get out in front of the Guardians if we assume that the Guardians are roughly the same animal. So you're basically just, you're what, relying on the Guardians to crater, counting on other teams having injuries. Like, there was a lot of whining out of this team about how injured they were, but it was actually Chicago that had the catastrophic injury situation, not Minnesota. You know, with Minnesota, it's like, yes, Byron Buxton got hurt just like he does every year, and 
it's like they, they did finally figure out that they needed a plan B for that. So that's good. It only took six years. Finally got there. But like, does somebody, is, is Joey Gallo have like an 11 war or something? Do I not know about the secret super special resurgence and like extreme value of Joey Gallo? Because otherwise I, I don't understand how you're even going to meet your like not good enough minimal goal here. Odds are he would be under double secret probation before he would have double secret war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Irby, how about you, man? Where are you at with the twins? I'm assuming something similar. Uh, yeah, favorite time of the year. October 5th, 2004. I just love doing this every time. Last time the twins won a playoff game. 2004. losses at that. 2004. Interesting oh, enough. A different century. I mean, better than... Well, Oh my gosh! Ooh. You know what's the best part too is is you know who won the World Series that year and ended their curse. So maybe Boston didn't end the curse; they just transferred their curse to Minnesota. <laughs> oh, the Bambino, the curse of the Midwestern Bambino. I don't know, guys. I can't make this work. Oh. Yeah, um, they have lost I don't, games to the Yankees, though. Yeah, they, they, no? uh, they, but, but that was the win, though. Like they, they, yeah. It, uh, yeah, I don't. I. Yeah, to Pablo Lopez. I mean, good job. You know, yeah, you're, you're, the pitching team looks better. I, I don't. You know, the Gallo. I'm not as down on the Gallo, but I'm also a big time Gallo apologist. So. I am too. Really, Do you think he's worth 11 wins? No, no, he's not worth 11 wins, but it's, he is. Um, if you truly are going to have a repeat of what you did last year. Um, the dumpster fire that was, what did they didn't even finish about 500, like 78 wins last year. So if you're going to do that crap again, right off the bat. Um, and remember the signing, the signing is happening before, uh, the Korea stuff and everything. So you're kind of looking at, okay, we're not going to compete with Chicago. We're not going to compete with Cleveland. So do we go ahead and set up Gallo that if, he does, with the, with the lack of shifts, suddenly rediscover himself from five, six years prior and starts hitting the cover off the ball, hits 40 home runs and stuff like that. Like, dude, then can we capitalize on a trade there if we're not doing well? I, I don't know. I, sure, sounds great. I, it's not the way I'd go around conducting business, but I'm also not a Twins guy. So, hey, looks great on, you know, fantasy or, or, or not even fantasy. A video game, sure, it looks great on a video game, um, but what you're trying to build to win, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they're content just improving three games and getting to 500. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to go there with this twin team. Samantha, anything you want to add here before before we play over under? No, no, I'm just stalling for time because I'm pondering the over-under, so. Oh. Go, go ahead, let's, let's just can, do it. Rip the Band-Aid off. Well, yeah, we can flip it. I can go to Irby first if you want to do that. I could do that. It's no problem. No, no. I'm, no, you're good? Plunging. <laughs> so All right. I, the, the projected win total for the Minnesota Twins is just absurd. Uh, 83 wins, the same as the Guardians. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm actually gonna take the over. Really? Um, yeah, I, I I think they're going to finish a very 
comfortable six, seven games behind the Guardians, but that would still put them over. Um, I, I suppose they're sort of, this is kind of tied up with the Chicago one, right? Because you're figuring, okay, well, these two, it's what order are they going to finish in? So if I give them the over, then presumably I will have to give Chicago the under. But I guess I can live with that. So I am taking a very modest and cautious over here, and I will not at all be surprised if they totally implode and they win like 77 games. <laughs> okay, Irby, how about you? 83 wins. You're taking the over or the under? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at what they had last year and comparing it to – yeah, no, I'm going under. I'm going even even with dropping, improving on Gary Sanchez. <laughs> I don't love the Luis for Pablo trade. Um, yeah, you might improve from the 78, but I don't see you getting like I'm the 500. There you go. That was what I said. The 500. Sure, y'all can be 500. So you're improving, but you're not improving enough to be over. Yeah, I don't see much improvement. I'm taking the under, and I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just not sure they even get to to 81 either. Like, we'll see. All right, let's move on to those White Sox, Samantha, who had. <laughs> it wasn't just the worst off season in, in in baseball this year, but it was one of the worst I can remember for these Chicago White Sox. They lose a Brea. Now they did add Clevenger, but. I mean, are they really thinking he's going to play this year? Yeah, this was a, I don't want to say it was a historically bad offseason, but it was like a very notably bad offseason for them. Um, fan base is furious for a number of reasons. You're coming off a hugely disappointing season where you underperformed expectations in like the most frustrating way possible. You've allowed a beloved clubhouse and fan favorite guy in Jose Abreu to leave and, and go somewhere else in a situation that doesn't make any sense. And he probably could have and should have paid him if for no other reason than to not piss everyone off anymore than you already have. Like, I, these, their fans are livid. And I'm sure the clubhouse is unhappy about Abreu as well. And the solution was to bring in Mike Clevenger, who... Comes with his own set of problems. We don't even know if he's going to pitch. Um, I will kind of refrain from commenting on, on whether I think that that's reasonable or not. But again, you know, fans are not happy about it. And at the very least, like, let's just back up here and, and throw out all of the off the field stuff with Mike Clevenger. He hasn't been a very good pitcher for a long time. He's notoriously unreliable. Uh, there, there have been some some incidents. Uh, showing incredibly bad judgment, and I'm not even talking about the allegations towards him now. I'm talking about that time when he and Zach Plesak went out on like a joyride during COVID when they weren't even supposed to be outside of the facility, and they were out in a bar. So I, I don't know that you can trust his judgment very much, and he just hasn't been a very effective, effective pitcher. He's been injured a lot. So even if you don't care about the off-field stuff or you don't think he's going to be in trouble or, or whatever, like if that was your solution bringing in Mike Clevenger, who's been pretty disappointing for a number of years. Like, that's not going to, again, like, let's come back to the Joey Gallo thing. 
or I don't even want to compare him to Joey Gallo because at least Joey Gallo is not going to like, you know, destroy your clubhouse or, or make your fans angry or whatever. But like, explain to me how this is going to make up all of the games that you couldn't catch up with the Guardians a year ago. Mike Clevenger, and you've lost to Bryu. You still have all the injury issues. Like, I, I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I feel sorry for their fan base because I, I get why you guys are angry. I would be angry too. <laughs> I mean, one could argue that just getting rid of Tony Larusa is is going to improve this play. Can you imagine him, by the way, Larusa with these new rules, trying to navigate? Oh my god! Trying to I, navigate the pitch clock. Okay. Well, wait. Okay. So let's pause there. That's okay. So that's probably worth three or four wins right there. Like, like we'll give them two wins for the not falling asleep and not knowing the old rules, and like two or three more wins because, I mean, just imagine the pitch clock thing with Tony Larusa. Like, I mean, so there you go. There you go. Four more wins for the White Sox. Perfect. <laughs> Herbie, how about you? Where are you at here with the White Sox? <laughs> I, 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 I'm frustrated for him, too. I think with exactly what you guys are saying, I'll let Nabreu walk. Um, the Clevender, I mean, you can even, we look at yeah, I mean, Ben as well. I'm sure deep down that's what the that's how you justify it. It's like, well, yeah, you know, Andrew Vaughn's better at first base and Ben Attendee's out in the outfield. Sure. Okay. Um, 81 and 81. Uh, I don't know what your number you're about to hand me, but I'm going to go ahead and it'll be based upon that. This team is dead set on completing that 81 and 81. In fact, I think there's a really good chance that. If they win, they will lose the next day. If they lose, they will win the next day and just do that all season long and never be more than one game above or one game below the entire season and finish 81 and 81. This is the perfect just par. This is this is like if you play golf and he's like, but you shoot, I shot par today. No birdies, no bogeys, just all par. Like, obviously that's never going to happen, but how cool would it be to have a team do that one year where you don't have a winning streak or a losing streak? You just alternate. The entire year to hit 81 and 81. I think that'd be fun. I could be the minority on this. No, you would have, you would win some series. You would lose some series, you know, same number of them. So there you go. You get, get, hey, you can, you know, and deep down, you can pat yourself on the back. I'm going to do it for them and just say, look, we're successful. We're successful. Especially if you win the first one. So you're always like one game above five. Like, you, you can't you just see that ownership going, we were never below 500 the whole season. <laughs> yeah, well, you're never more than one game above. They, they, they would everywhere except for an arbitration hearing. Um, okay. Anything you want to add here, Samantha, before we do the over-under on White Sox? The White if Sox? I were the GM, that's exactly what I would say if I thought they were going to fire me. Like, I never lost more than one game in a row. That's a magical feat in baseball. And technically, you would be right. You would be right. <laughs> No winning streaks or losing streaks. A different type of perfect season. All right. Fangraphs has the White Sox projected for 80 wins, Samantha. Taking the over or the under on that. Mm, 80 feels a little bit like close to right on. Uh, <laughs> so I don't love that number. But I'm going to take the under um, because I, I think that they struggled a lot with the Guardians specifically. I mean, they said, well, that's being kind. They got destroyed by the Guardians last year. And. I'm not so convinced that they're not going to get destroyed by the Twins as well. And I don't think this is the team that is in any way going to benefit from the balanced schedule. 
beyond that, so yeah, I mean, do they have the talent to be an 80 win team or more than an 80 win team? Technically, yeah, but I, I'm not buying it. I, I think we're looking at the high 70s here, so I'm going to take the under. Irby, how about you? 80 wins. I have to go over. I said 81, so there you go, over. Yeah, you did say that, didn't you? I have. I, I, I'm bound by the laws of nature to uh, to cheer for this one oh one one two oh two. Yeah, just that would be amazing. Okay. Well, I am. Uh, I am also going to go under. I, I think this is a mid to high seventies team, not not in the big eighties. So, all right, we got two more to go before we hit that time capsule, Smancis. Let's talk about those Royals. The Royals, I think, are very interesting because. They've got this this group of raw talent, right? This 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 young squad that's coming up. So I got to ask you: Is this the year that 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 squad starts to produce at the major level and get this team a little bit closer to to five hundred? Now, obviously, not they're not going to contend. No one's expecting them to contend. No one's expecting them to get to five hundred. But is it next step time? Is it is it it's okay? You, 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 you've all had a little taste. Now it's time to actually start to, to, to mold yourselves into the big league ball players that they're expecting them to be. Is, this, is that this year? Well, I think it should be. Whether it is is maybe a separate conversation, but it, I think it should be, right? Like, this is the year we need to see, you know, like Bobby Witt Jr., like, this is, he needs to improve on what he did a year ago. And I'm, I'm not knocking him as a rookie, but. You know, this is this is your guy, right? Like, this is your capital G guy. Mm-hmm. So that's going to have to look a little different. You know, Vinny Pascantino, obviously, that's another one. And, and it looks to me like I think the Royals are kind of signaling that they think they're going to take a small step here. Otherwise, I don't know why you bring in, like, a Waldis Chapman, which is really out of character for them um, in terms of who you give a chance to. But it's interesting to me, and you're like, okay, just why would you bring in a washed-up reliever who has a lot of off-field baggage uh, unless you think that you, you have some reason to be like, you know what, let's let's spend a little bit. And, you know, it's not like giving a, the long-term contract to Salvi where you're doing that to thank him, to thank your fans. You're acknowledging, hey, we can't spend a ton of money, but we will do what we can. And, you know, I, I love the way this club is run. Um, but I think that, yeah, it's it's not, well, we're going to get into a team in a minute where the situation is, is really dire. Mm-hmm. But so far, this rebuild looks fine, especially if you look at kind of what's coming, but it does need to take next steps. So, and that is everybody from, you know, with, you know, being the, the centerpiece, all of this, and the, the, the presumed future star of the team, down to the pitching that's kind of looking like it's close to graduating to major league level. Everybody's got to take a step forward, even if it's not necessarily the big step that's going to push you into contention for the division. Irby, same question for you. Is this the next step year for the Royals? Yes. Is that, is that, I mean, I, I know I got to do more than that, but yes, I, I, you know, 65 wins last year. Yes. I think this is that, that next step, you know, this isn't, I, I'm looking up and down at the, the roster they have and, and what was successful and what, and, the team they're bringing back. I mean, whether you can we can talk about the Chapmans, the Grinky stuff like that. Whatever. It's I don't know. I mean, it's not a beautiful, not an amazing lineup, but it doesn't look like a hundred loss team. So yeah, I, I think Kansas City starts taking that next step forward. 
Um, got a few names here that outside of <laughs> people that pay way too much attention to, you might be going, who? Who's on this team? You know, so there, there's plenty of that, but the farm system's not in terrible shape. It's not in amazing shape or anything, but, you know, building around Bobby Wood Jr., you know, I Samantha, you said it well. You know, we, we, we want to look for the next step. We want to see the next thing from him. I solid, solid 2022. 20, Can he get better? Yeah, sure. But, you know, some of those numbers that we see, some of the peripheral numbers on him look great. The stats may not have been there, but, you know, you, you can't have a high – you can't be a 100 RBI guy if your other teammates aren't getting on base. So, I don't know. I Yeah, between, you know, the pitching staff – Sure, there, there is plenty of there of, it feels like uh, what the Rangers were doing, what was that, like four years ago, where they're bringing in some of these guys that, that need that bounce back, and, you know, it can, Grinky, obviously that's not it, this is the swan song, but Chapman, I mean, kind of doing, he's kind of doing what Grinky did, you know, get out of the big city, hey, you can't get much smaller in Kansas City here, so the pressure's not going to be there as much, Amir Garrett, same thing, pressure's not going to be there, so, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm here for what you're building. I think it's a step forward. It's not playoffs are not happening this year, but that's okay. You're not there yet. Let's talk about Chapman for a second, because this is interesting to me, because typically when teams go out and sign a guy like this, Samantha, they, they're looking for that, that marketable piece of the deadline, a team like the Royals, you know, this part of the rebuild, right? They are, going to try and flip some of these veteran pieces at the deadline for more prospects. But Chapman really doesn't fit that mold because I don't know a contender out there that's going to take that chance. They're not going to spend prospects and roll the dice on Chapman. I don't care how good his first half is. I'm glad you brought this up because I was actually going to bring up the same thing. And it's, it's weird to me because I, it's, you wonder, I was sitting here going, like, do the Royals really think they're going to flip him at the deadline? They've had a lot of recent success doing this kind of, picking up a few, and it makes sense for a team like this. If you're in a position where you're not really competing right now, then you can help yourself a little bit by picking up guys like this, like you did with Ben Attendee, you flipping him at the deadline, you get just a, a little bit back. But for Chapman, I mean, unless you think he's going to become exceptional again, which I think we all agree that that's not going to be the case, but mm-hmm. you know, even if he has a good season, he's too old, and it's not going to be enough. So, like, is it really worth it to you to flip him for, you know, I don't know, a player to be named later in, like, 10 grand, you know, bag of peanuts. Like, it's it's almost worth more to keep him and pick up the extra win or two that you might get out of that. But I, I just can't see a scenario where it makes sense to do that. So I'm a little bit confused by this because you come into it and your initial reaction and you see that the Royals have signed Rawls Chapman is, oh, they want to flip him at the deadline. But when you really kind of dig down into it and think about it, like, I don't think he's going to be worth much. Irby, you want to add anything to that before we play over-under? I mean, yeah, it's possible that he can bounce back, but, yeah, I, I don't like it. It's not a great bet. Um, but it, it could be worse. You could be adding Fernando Rodney. So, well, I don't know. Keep on roiling. <laughs> All right. Uh, Fangraphs has the Royals slated for 73 wins. Samantha, you taking the over or the under? Yeah, I'll take the over on that. I'm, I'm, I was going to go 74 or 75, so I'll take the barely over for this one. All right. Irby, how about you? 
I, as soon as you read it, my initial reaction myself was, ooh, so I think by that I have to go under. I do think this team improves from the 65 last year. I just don't think that much of a jump. So, barely, I'll take under, the barely under. This is a 70-win team. And this is one of those I think Fangraphs actually nailed. I think 73 is the number. I wish we had, like, this over-under game if, if, if you know, we had, like, over-under or push because I would definitely take push here. You know, 73 wins, I think, is the number. Um, I guess that means I've got to go over and take 74. So I'm officially going to take that over. Why didn't we allow push? I mean, I guess in baseball it's, like, impossible to do that, right? But, like, in football, when we do football over-unders, we usually have, like, six or seven push teams mm-hmm. for the season. Hmm. We'll have to keep that in mind for next year. Oh, what if we, what you if we do? Know it's the half. That's why we can't do it in baseball. It's a hat. There you go. Right? Like, are yeah. there goofy Pocota, you know? 89.7 wins. Sure. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Don't say Sorry. You should bleep that out like it's a curse word when someone yeah. says Pocota. Yeah. Apologize. Trying to keep our PG-13 rating. I won't say the seven-letter word again. It's a family-friendly show. Don't take the <laughs> All right, one more to go before we hop into that time capsule. Uh, Samantha, let's talk about those Tigers. What I find interesting, we talked about this a little bit on Sunday. Um, you know, let, let's do it. Let's probably have the same conversation here on the air. Uh, last year at this time, it was the Tigers we were talking about having a group of young players that needed to take that step. Well, now a year later, that doesn't look as near as great as what the Royals have going. I mean, do they have? Do the Tigers? Is it is it so bad that they have to essentially go back to the drawing board here because of the, the failures of their prospects last year? Are we at that point, or is there still some hope here? Oh, if there's some hope, it's thin. Um, we've had, I guess two years of kind of leading into like the beginning of this. Well, this is like two rebuilds in a row, right? This is the second rebuild and Mm -hmm. this is the second year of the second cycle. And it don't look good. Um, Yikes. I am a little bit confused by what they're doing. I mean, what, what on earth were you doing bringing in Abby Baez? Like I, you know, okay, you took a gamble. It didn't work out. Fine. Sure. But the, failure of the pitching prospects to kind of uh, materialize in, in the way that they needed to, and then, you know, Scooble, Mize, take your pick. There were four of them in the mix at one point, and, and you've got, like, one left that, that looks realistically viable. So, to me, that's a hit the reset button and start over situation. I mean, the, I guess the good thing is, is you didn't invest a ton of money at this point, so it's not that bad, but farm system's not in great shape, and everybody who was at the top or close to the top is blamed out spectacularly, so yeah, I mean, it almost feels like a, another failed rebuild at this point. I just don't know how you come back from this when we look at these guys and we look at what they've done. It doesn't look like, oh, they're just slow to mature and they need another year. It looks like these guys can't back it in the majors. Irby, how about you? What are your thoughts here on where the Tigers are at? I, yeah, same thing. I mean, it's just, it, it's full of, well, you know, it could have been, well, this could have, you know, it's the if, the could have, the what is, you know, I mean, it's just, it all sounded great on paper. It's not happening. It's not coming together. You know, I mean, 
my gosh, you, you go out and uh, uh, we wonder when we saw stuff like the big sign, the big signings. I know it's just crazy. Of Eduardo Rodriguez and Javi Abias. Yeah, there's a reason why no one else is jumping all over that. I don't. I mean, my gosh. I and you know what's crazy is is that this isn't even infecting their own part. Matthew Boyd, Matt Boyd, whatever. I he doesn't deserve to have my name. Matt Boyd <laughs> returned to Detroit after spending. I mean, the guy's 32 years old. He pitched in Seattle last year. He he was spent what like eight years on the trade deadline or on the on the the trading block. All in Detroit seemed like every single July was oh they're gonna move Boyd are they gonna move Boyd and he goes back like I I just I can't I mean it's I look up and down in this and sure I, I mean we have no problem sharing for Torkelson um, stuff like that and 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 Badu but but it's at what point is it finally all gonna come together and and it still could. There's still some solid youth there, you know, I, but I'm not holding my breath anymore. This is just, it feels like, you know, I, like you said, this is, this is rebuild number three. And I'm sure they're, I, I just wonder if they're already starting to work on number four. <laughs> Smith, anything you want to add there before we uh, play over under? No, no, sorry. Tigers people is kind of bleak. It is very bleak. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. All right, the uh, projected win total for the Detroit Tigers is 71 wins. Whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a little high for Samantha States. I, yeah, yeah, guys, that, that feels high. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I, I am sorry, it's just right before Love you is my, you know, great and worthy opponent, respected rival, at one point in time. Back when we were both good, but I'm sorry, guys. No, I, that's I think mid 60s is pretty much where this tops out. Ooh, you're giving a mid 60s. Yeah, like 64. Mm. That's like a deal. <laughs> were you going less? I, think, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I'll go less for you. I mean, I, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking 57, 58. Oh, man. I, I, I don't, you might not be wrong. Uh, <laughs> Irby, how about you? I, yeah, 66 win team last year. Now this is going the other way. Um, so I'm the under. I can't even with the fact that you're telling me that if this were to play out, that 12 games decides first and fifth, in the in the American League Central, a division where it's Seattle that Cleveland won last year by eleven games. They won by eleven games, but you're telling me twelve is going to separate first and fifth. No hard pass, not happening. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, you're the saying the difference between first and second is now the difference between first and fifth. Yikes! Wow. See, this is this is one of those things like where you you look at the numbers, you're like, okay. Clearly, they're focusing on just one team at a time here. Because if you actually big picture that and you look at division and you come to the conclusion Irby just made, aren't you changing some of these? Aren't you lowering the Tigers where they should be and, you know, putting the Royals maybe about 70 and then the the, the Guardians, excuse me, at 92. And then, you know, you figure out the Twins and, and the way. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have first and, and last decided by 12 games. Well, don't you at that point – 
assume there's a flaw in your projection system that mm-hmm. if it is mm-hmm. projecting these teams to be that close together, then you need to tweak your metrics because yeah. there's no chance that's going to happen. Like, and this, you know, these teams don't perform in a vacuum, right? Like they have to like play each other and other teams. So like if your win totals don't make sense from a competitive standpoint, then there's a flaw in, Oh my gosh, they're just all going away to Dakota. Oops, swear word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to put you have to put some cash in the swear jar. I think I've said it like six or seven times. I know. So, I know. You know you guys, Ir- 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 like, Irby and I are almost up to a blizzard from Dairy Queen. We're getting close. Aw, well maybe by the end of the episode. Yeah. I'll try to work it in the time capsule so you guys can get it. Feels important. All right. Well, speaking of that time capsule, it is in fact. Time capsule time. Irby, it is your week. You have the floor, sir. Where, where are we going this week? All right. So, um, yeah, this worked out well. This is, you know, like like we plan all these things and just, like, uh, I love when things work out. Like, this was like, wow, that's so amazing. Y'all planned ahead of time. No, we just, okay, you go first. I'll go second or third. And it worked out great um, because I'm throwing a little bit of a curveball. Um, and, and there's a good baseball reference for you, but this is a fun curveball because I'm purposely stretching this out right now because I know it's driving Samantha crazy because I've been bugging her with this. <laughs> and I teased her with the fact that she should know, and she's going to in just a minute right now know that I did something different. You know, this this where we pick these years and we have these great moments from football. We switched into baseball, and it's awesome. And football is over, and we're diving into baseball. But you know what, though? Not personally. You know what we dive in first before baseball? This week oh. is the beginning of a new Formula One season. Oh, boy. And in the year 2008, that was the last time that Ferrari won a Constructors' Championship, basically, for everyone, if you don't follow Formula One. It's a team championship. But in pure Ferrari fashion, they didn't even win the driver championship. That's right. Their driver... One of their two drivers couldn't win a championship, but they got enough points to win the team one. Ferrari drivers Felipe Massa and Kimi Raikkonen finished second and third overall. And then 23-year-old British driver Lewis Hamilton, driving for McLaren, won his first career driver's championship. Lewis obviously now tied the record seven driver championships with former Ferrari driver Michael Schumacher. Lewis drives for Mercedes now. Hamilton did it in amazing fashion that we all love, passing two other drivers on the final lap, including one in the final turn to give him enough points to hold on and beat Massa for the world championship. It's an iconic moment in Formula One history, watching Ferrari celebrate the race win, the Constructors' Championship, believing they have the Drivers' Championship, only to look down the track and see Hamilton passing another driver, and Massa would not win. So, wonderful time in 2008. Hey, made it a little easier for you guys. Uh, you know, uh, one of the reasons why is Ferrari's actually got a pretty good team this year. Don't think they're going to win a championship. It's Red Bull, Max Verstappen looking way too strong. But Ferrari looking pretty good. So, maybe this is the year. For all the love of the, ho- the Prancing Ponies, yeah, it's been 15 years since they've won a uh, championship. Red Bull and Mercedes absolutely dominating. So... Now that I got that one out, hey, y'all get to guess first what happened 2008 in the Super Bowl. Oh, well, this is an easy one. This is the Giants over the Patriots. 
There you go. See, again, this is why I didn't want to do the football stuff. I had to do I had to do the uh, the Formula One there for you. By the way, I did not, did not figure that out until right before you said it. It's been making me crazy. Why is he saying it's timely? And then I think it was when you said right before baseball season, I was like, oh, okay. I see where you're going. Darn it. Okay. Season starts this week. Great time. Um, okay, so that's Super Bowl. Super Bowl 42. Giants, Patriots, Smith, you said it great. Patriots finished 18-1. Do y'all remember how much of a favorite the Patriots were in that game. That I don't remember. Or something. Yeah, Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half point favorite. E. Um, and we all remember the catch, Eli, to David Tyree, wonderful moment. But with 35 seconds left in the game, do you all remember who actually caught the winning touchdown pass? Was it Jeremy Shockey? No. Oh, gosh. Who else? Victor Cruz. Um, who could it be? I did not get this one when I was first realizing. Is it, it, was, is it a receiver? It is a receiver. Oh, I don't know. Very oh, tall, either. lanky receiver. Oh, Plaxico Juan... Burris. Plaxico Burris with the touchdown oh. reception. Wow. Yeah. Um, also, in the Super Bowl that, that season, that NFL season, uh, the Detroit Lions went 0-16, becoming the first team not to win a game since the 76 fucking year. That was your NFL Major League Baseball World Series. You guys remember what happened? Phillies over the Rays. Phillies mm. over the Rays. How many games? Uh, I think that was 4-1. That was 4, yeah. 4-1, to one. well done. Three of those games decided by a single run and... If I didn't remember this, took the fun research, the controversial Game 5, which was suspended in the sixth inning and resumed two days later. I don't remember that. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I did, was, too. I, I was in Disney World while the series was going on with, like, the world's biggest Philly fan, so we spent most of our trips sitting in that ESPN zone that used to be on the boardwalk over there. Um Watching the Phillies. I had totally forgotten about that suspended game, though. I remember that at all. Yeah. Uh, World Series MVP, also NLCS MVP, Cole Hamels led that rotation that had Brett Myers, the earlier mentioned Jamie Moyer, and one <laughs> Joe Blanton. Oh, Joe Blanton. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Tampa Bay had a rotation of Scott Casimir, James Shields, Matt Garza, and Andy Sonnenstein. Last time you remember hearing his name. I, yeah, that's, I haven't heard that in a while. This is a time. I do remember him being on the race, though. Huh. James, yeah, we good. just talked about this the other day, too. <laughs> Demise of the, the Before the David Price stuff is interesting. But, yeah, David Price shortly came up after that when Matt Garza moved on, and Kazmir quickly moved on. Kazmir's career quickly shifted. Yeah, David, this, Price, but... David Price pitched during the payoffs that year. That's right, that's right. He did pitch to yeah, the bullpen. Well, thank you. Up. He came out and released. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, NBA, y'all got anything there? Oh, man, uh-oh. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Low-hanging fruit. Oh, it's the heat. It's the heat, right? Oh, it is the heat. Right before the heat. Before the heat had their couple runs. Um, uh, the Spurs? No, no, Lakers was right. Bo, sorry, I said, yeah, Bo got the Lakers right. But right before the heat... Before all that happened, before the, the announcement or whatever that crap was, 
well, it has to be the Celtics then, right? That is correct. The yeah. Celtics, okay. led by Pierce, Garnett, Allen, and Rondo. That's a good team. They outlasted the Lakers in six games. The Lakers team of Kobe, Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, and Derek Fisher. So, Lamar Odom. <laughs> yeah, so keeping with that, yeah, right? Yeah, keeping with that theme, Super Bowl 42, Celtics 4-2. to two. The Stanley Cup was decided in four games to two. So I'll have to out with that part. Do you remember what happened, who it was? Matthew, you always guess the team. Guess that team. The Penguins. Penguins, there you go. <laughs> oh, who'd the, who'd the Penguins beat? Very Swedish team. The cities has nothing to do with Sweden. They just had some really... Henrik Zettenberg is the leader of that team. Good Russian on there, Pavel Datsuk. And they had Chris Osgood, former Blues player. So Fox St. Louis was in the middle the net. They've won a lot of championships. Not so much. Hmm. Uh, my husband has given me the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't take any credit for this. He's given me the answer. But, All right. What you got? The the Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings. Um, fun nugget. Let's see if he remembers this one. Sidney Crosby scored a goal 17-25 into game three, giving the Penguins their first goal of the series. Never good when you get shut out in games one and two. Okay, so the, the, okay, so the Penguins scored their first goal in the third game of the series. Oh, he's leaving. Yes, he yeah. <laughs> not, a, not a fun one there. Um, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, 2008, there were some Olympics. Do y'all remember anything sp- where it was? What kind of Olympics? And so oh, that's it will be summer. That I know. Um, right? Wait, I am right about that. Right? Summer. Yes, that is correct. So that's. I think that's Beijing, right? That is Beijing. Well done. Um, there was a sprinter. Did kind of well. Usain Bolt? Mm-hmm. Usain yeah, Bolt broke the 9.7 mark, ran his 100 meters in 9.69 seconds, and the 219.30 seconds. Um, and could be argued that that was one of the biggest moments. I personally, just because my, both of my boys do this sport, there was another Olympian won a, a few more golds than him. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Eight events, eight golds. Pretty Pretty good. That is How much you can say? <laughs> yeah. He, he is a dynasty within the confines of a single Olympics match. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, going back to the football, BCS National Championship, y'all got anything? Okay, 2008. Um, oh, man, this is going to be tough. This is still, okay, it's still BCS, so. Yes. Okay. Um... It was also the first time a two-loss team won the BCS National Championship. Uh, I know Ohio State was in this, but I don't think they won. Um, That's correct. Ohio State scored only 24 it's not, points. It's not Alabama. Um, it's it's an not team. Alabama. Is that right? An SEC that team? is correct. SEC team, not, not Alabama. Uh, not Georgia. Could be LSU then, I guess. Yeah, it could be um, LSU. Yeah. 
the the Matt Flynn led oh, LSU oh Tigers. Defeated Ohio that. State 38 to 24. Matt oh, Flynn. Matt Flynn. Yeah. Oh. Things went uh, college basketball? Y'all got anything on college basketball? March Madness? I have uh, nothing on this one. I, I mean, I would be guessing. All of those this tournaments one is, like, uh, run together in my head. So This one was quite painful um, if you're a fan of the losing team just because all you needed was one of the two free throws. But you didn't hit your free throws. Game goes into overtime. You lose in overtime. Nothing on that? Mm-mm. No, there's, there's so many games like that. <laughs> is it one yeah. of the usual suspects? I mean, for that. Time, yes, like, the, winning, the winning team is a blue blood dynasty. The losing team had a handful of really good years. This was their best chance, and they should have won the game, but Aside from their star player just absolutely choking with his last second free throws. Uh, wow, I don't know. So I'm guessing, okay, okay. I think this is pre like Wisconsin, right? Frank the Tank yes. and all that. So yes. this has got to be what, like Kansas or Kentucky? Kansas is your national champion. Mario okay. Chalmers, future Miami <gasps> Heat, that you're talking about. Mario Chalmers led. And a 75-68 overtime win. Game was a lot closer, and it wasn't going great for them. Over the Derrick Rose-led Memphis Tigers. Wow, I was never going to get that. Nope. Um, Not a chance in hell. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, last little fun little sports nugget before we go. College World Series that season. Fresno State, who was the fourth seeded in the Long Beach Regional, Came out of that one. Then they faced number three overall seeded Arizona State Sun Devils. Beat them. Headed to the College World Series. They beat number six Rice once. They beat number two North Carolina twice. And then they beat number eight Georgia to win one of the most unlikeliest College World Series titles ever. Sometimes you just got to get hot. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that is the fun world of sports right there. So before we dive in... Let you guys pick, as always, movies or music. What are you feeling? Uh, but what do we want to... Should I, we start with movies? I, I can tell you that I'm probably going to do very just awful on the music. So let's maybe go with movies and get some momentum. Yeah. like maybe There you go. We need the, the self-esteem boost. <laughs> <laughs> and also maybe it'll help us with some of the music. Maybe. Maybe. We always say that it never works, but I'm going to keep it at that. Um, Okay. Movie this. (laughs) All right. 2008. I know one. I've got one. Good. What do you got? Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight was number one overall. Oh, Jar of Dirt. Jar of Dirt. Jar of Dirt. Jar of Dirt. Well done right out the bat. $530 million. Over $200 million more than anybody else. Great year oh. for that Christopher Nolan spectacular film. Okay, now I'm going to have a lot more trouble. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh. Um, all right, let's see. So, is we've it, got... Um, is there a Hangover? There's four animated in there. Uh, hangover? No, I'm not seeing anything. I'm trying to remember when Hangover a, actually started. Is that 09? No, no. Maybe, but not 08. I don't know. And there's no Harry Potter this year. Hmm. No, so, no Harry Potter this um, year. But there are a handful of um, action adventure that 
began a series, maybe was the second of the series, maybe was the fourth of a series. Oh, is this a Twilight movie? Is that what I was about to say? Like one that? Of the, because you don't know which one. One of those weird Twilight movies. Because we're never going to know this, which one is which. Yeah, that's all right. I'll help you there. Number eight was the original Twilight. Ugh. Just Twilight. Sure. Okay. Came in number eight. Or they started giving it name. Just one. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Should, should have stopped there. Um, mm-hmm. Or not even do that one. Or not even do that one. There's not many of them are not written in the books. They all would have been smarter. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So, you said we have some action adventures and some animated. Yeah. You got four um, animated. Okay. So, is this... Wait, what was the in one fact, I was guessing? Everything was else is action adventure or animated. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna keep guess the one that I keep guessing that's always wrong. Wally. Are we finally at Wally? Guess We're in Wally at number five. Nice. <laughs> See, it's like this this is the trick, guys. If you guess it every time, eventually it will be right. You know what? I, I, Wally I, was our Pixar. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna right. I'm gonna follow I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Samantha here and do the same thing because I always guess Monsters University. Oh yeah. Good guess. There was only one Pixar this year, so oh, Monsters, boom. not yet. Keep holding on to that one. I, keep oh, holding I'm on to that one. No, there were two it. DreamWorks. There's two DreamWorks, oh, and there's one that... 20th Century Fox. So do we have one of those Madagascars? <gasps> well done. Madagascar, Madagascar Escape yes. to Africa was that came in at number seven. Wow, the so second... Thank you for giving me the name of it, because I was never going to get past Madagascar. I, yeah, I, I kind of felt it. <laughs> Okay. Um, wow. Now I'm stuck. Mm. You said action adventure. Okay, yes. Are we talking yes. like comic book action or are we talking like adventure, like fantasy adventure? Yeah. Are, are any of these? Uh, yes. 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 Oh, Everything oh. you guys have asked so far. Okay. So Marvel, okay. Let's start with the Marvel then. That's gonna so be where are we at. Marvel. That's that's probably that's too quick to be Iron Man two because Iron Man one came out in 07. Is this Captain America? Did Iron uh, Man one come out in 07? Was it 08? Oh, is it Iron Man? Iron Man then. Iron Man, the yeah. original Iron Man. I thought it was May second, two thousand eight. Oh, see, I thought it was okay. I thought it was 07. No, and actually. Iron Man, it was one, and then that came out Iron Man 2. The next series they went was the Thor series before. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. So, But yes, Iron Man, the original, the original MCU came out in at number two, $318 million. How did they, how, how you guys they, have got how did one, they, two. How did they do so well with the first Iron Man and then just shit the bed with two and three? Like, I, I would never I, understand yeah. that. Like the first well, one was so good because it was three. It was terrible. Yeah, three was. Uh, hey, you guys are really good though. First one is very good. Yeah. I never seen the third one, but the second one's terrible. The, the third yeah, one's like, worse. It got progressively Wait. worse. Yeah. Third one is probably one of my least favorite MCUs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, mine it's too. Pretty bad. Don't watch it. But yeah, hey, you guys are doing great. One, two, five, seven, eight. So we still got two more. <clears throat> What about the Expendables? Expendables. No, not up in here. Um, Not up in here. (laughs) Not up in here. Um, So another one of these action adventures, uh, the fourth of a series, the fifth comes out this year. 
Oh, this has got to be that Indiana Jones movie that everyone hated, right? There you um, go. Oh, the, the Skull movie, the, the, the Kingdom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kingdom of the Skull or something like that, yeah. yeah. Yes. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull okay. came in at number three, Forgot 317 million. Yeah. <laughs> not, not the best of work. All right. Not the best of work. Is there a Fast and the Furious film in this in this year? No, no Fast and Furious. Right. Um, there is a Will Smith. In 08? A Will Smith. A Will Smith in 08. Um, it could be action. It could be animated. It is not I Am Legend. Um, what animated did he do? Oh, I don't even know that. Yikes. Um, uh-oh. Yeah, the, the way he... Uh, it's not the animated. I just want to give oh. you guys go in that direction. Um, he did... Uh, oh, I'm totally blanking. It was the uh, the DreamWorks' wannabe version of um, Finding Nemo. Shark Tale. Shark Tale. He was uh, oh, okay. the voice in Shark Tale. Right, what else um, did he do in 08? Shark Tale also starred Jack Black. The same. Shark Tale also hey, starred is this, Jack Black. Is this iRobot? It's not iRobot. Good guess. Mm. But you're right in there. So we're looking for something with Will Smith and Jack Black. I don't know what this is. No, 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 no. Jack Black is not in the Will Smith movie. He was in Shark Tale. But Jack Black and Will Smith are on this list. Um... Jack Black is not in an action, if that helps. (laughs) Is that Shallow Hal? Not really, no. <laughs> no, there's no... Everything else is action-adventure or, or animated. Hmm. Uh, this Will Smith one's going to bug me. It is. It's it's so... So things kind of similar. A little bit more comedy aspect to this action-adventure movie. Um, not a lot of others, and it is really just him. Um... I got another hint, but I, I feel like it's going to give it away. I don't know. I'm a very big Will Smith fan, and I don't know what this is. Hmm. Possible I missed one in there somewhere. Maybe I haven't seen this? I don't know. Definitely not. I, I, I wouldn't rank this up above before I had the other ones. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, is, is this like the third or fourth Men in Black? Third Men in Black? No, 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 no. no. Not Men in Black. Good good guess going but, down that way. I didn't like that again. <laughs> um, it's a good oh movie. wow! I did not realize. Um, Charlie Theron and Jason Bateman. Oh, Hancock! Hancock! There you go. Oh, good thing you got that. I want to go there. Okay. Hancock <laughs> coming in at number four. So you guys have got one through five, oh. seven, eight. So you've got number six, which is animated. Number nine, action adventure, part of a series. Hey, is and number ten, also in. Is this Kung Fu Panda? There you go, Kung Fu Panda, number six. Jack Black, Jack Black anime. Oh, they all went blind because (laughs) his awesomeness. I'm so blind. He's too awesome. Oh, Kung Fu Panda, nice. Good stuff. Good job. So one through eight, we're just down to nine and ten. Uh, one one action venture as part of a long running series, and one more animated. Oh, is this a James Bond? This is a James Bond. Daniel Craig. It is Daniel Craig. 
I don't know these as well. You know how I feel about Daniel Craig as James Bond. Why do I have Quantum um, of Solace stuck in my head? Because it came out in 2008. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, probably the least popular of all the Daniel Craig James Bonds. Quantum of Solace was not really that good. So, But that came in at number nine. So one more. Number 10. Uh, 20th Century Fox comedy. Um, I give you the main actor that's definitely going to give it away. Wait, this is, okay, so this is a comedy? Yes, definitely, okay. definitely a comedy. The the two I, I said the main. If I give you either of the two main actors, it would definitely give it away. Um, oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Is this I, okay? Is the the title does the title in a way imply to be? Is it Step Brothers? It is not Step Brothers. No, 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 no. Or, this is animated. Oh, it's animated. Oh, animated. Animated, sorry. Uh, Step Brothers did come in at number 24 this year. Okay, it's a little better. Okay, I don't know what to say, so... Um, Animated, okay. A a third voice that would be popular, well-known, Carol Burnett. Animated comedy. Oh, wait a minute. Um... It's not Inside Out, is it? No, not, not Inside Out. That was also Pixar, but that's okay. It's okay. It's Wait, okay. who made this? What, what 20th Century that? Fox. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, based on a very, very popular children's author. Oh, Dr. Seuss? Dr. Seuss movie. But it's not a Grinch movie, right? Not a Grinch not movie. Grinch. Um, and it's not the Lorax. Wait, is it the Lorax? It is not the Lorax. Get you going. There you go. A little um, further back. Almost. The Cat in the Hat? Not that far. <laughs> Funnier. Um, the Starbelly Speeches. No, there's not two of them. Um, oh, Horton Hears a Who. Horton Hears a Who, starring Jim Carrey and Steve Carell. Yeah, see, that I was, was I was never gonna get that. So, yeah, it's good. It was that one because I was that. <laughs> so good stuff there. Well done on the top. Y'all did pretty good on the top ten. You got your jar of dirt, all that stuff. Uh, some other fun honorable mentions out there. Sex in the City movie came out. Came in at number eleven. Um, Mama Mia at twelve. Uh, Tropic Thunder, another <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. at uh, nineteen. <laughs> It's a great movie. Uh, Eagle Eye at 23. You guys got Step Brothers at, at number 24. Uh, Pineapple Express at 30. <laughs> uh, Cloverfield, pretty decent independent uh, thriller there at number 35. And that's about it. Everything else is <laughs> kind of... I don't even know what that is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, but yeah, pretty good on the movies. Well done, guys. Give, give yourselves a pat on the back. Okay, we survived. No. Music. Yeah. Music. Yes. Unfortunately, none of those movies are going to help you out here. No. <laughs> I was afraid of that. Okay, so... All right. All right is Lady Gaga on the top five? No. No, Lady Gaga is not there. We Rihanna. do have a lot. Rihanna. Ooh. 
is around here, but she only comes in at number 12 with Take a Vow, Disturbia at 16, and Don't Stop the Music at 17. So, yeah. Um, Katy Perry? No, no Katy Perry. Um, she did come in at 14 with I Kissed a Girl. Oh, man. Okay. So, um, you're doing great in the teens. Some good stuff there in the teens. Miley Cyrus. Nope, no Miley. <laughs> it's... Uh, I'm guessing everything I can think of from this era, but Kelly Clarkson. Miley did come in at 31. I know with, Taylor Swift, but it would be like not. It's early for that. So what? Did, which one did you have, Bo? Kelly Clarkson. No, 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 Kelly. This was the thing in between phases of her. See, this, um, this is the problem with 08. It's in between two different like. Yeah, movements. yeah. A lot of a lot of R and B. A lot of R and B here. Um, and a, and a and rap as well. So oh, unfortunately, let's do the one we always we always never get. That's always there. Usher. Usher, Usher is here. Oh. Usher comes yeah. in at number eight in a song featuring Young Jeezy. I Jeezy Jeezy. I don't know. Jeezy. Jeezy. Yeah. Young Jeezy. I don't, I don't know what song it is though. Um, Me either. If you um, know who Young Jeezy is, but I don't. Young Jeezy. So Usher are coming at number eight with Love in This Club. Okay, I think I heard that. I think, yeah, I, no, I know what that is. I was never going to get that. it, though. Um, so, fun, fun thing with you guys getting that one first. Your other nine mm -hmm. selections, none of the titles have more than two words in them. Not sure if that helps, but just keep in mind. <laughs> but I will keep that in mind. Um... What else? Oh, wait. Are we in the Chris Brown phase now? We are in the Chris Brown phase. He is on oh, here twice. Awesome. Featured. Okay. Or no, sorry. He is on here three times. Once. It's part of a duet. Okay, so one of them is going to be no air and one of them is going to be forever. You know that. Oh. Number six, no air. Jordan Sparks and Chris Brown. Uh, what was your other guess? Forever. The wedding. Forever comes in at number ten. Chris Brown also comes in at number nine. Um, I just named the only two Chris Brown songs that I know. So. There you go. Uh, oh, so you got anything? Or you want? <laughs> no, no, I got nothing. The no. third one is with you. No idea what that is. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> hey, good job with the Chris Brown. Boy, knock out three just like that. So. Okay. Six, so who else? Eight, nine, and ten. Good job, y'all. Got you still got one through five, uh, and. Number seven, which I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Five and seven were played way too much. What kind of, are they, so these are, are they R&B? Are they something else? Are they pop? No, those two are actually not. Uh, number five is an American pop rock band. And number seven, definitely we're going to throw, I think, unless I'm completely mistaken, but this is definitely one of those one-hit wonder. Uh, an American singer-songwriter. Apparently, she considers herself an actress as well. Sure. No idea. Um, going to need another hint. One uh, <laughs> hit wonder? She was, I, I, I'm assuming she was. No, I don't know anything else. But this was definitely she, a... Uh, she's also an actress? Yeah, don't, don't let that... I was more of... I just was reading it as I was doing oh. my research with her that apparently she's an actress. I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't. I'm totally Okay, so it, it's not that particular 
singer actress, but she did key me on something. Is J Lo in on this anywhere? Uh, no, no J Lo. No, I think she was too busy with athletes this time. <laughs> what about Flo Rida? Is this are we at? Oh, this is right around or? Oh, I think that's What's one. the other one? Uh, Get your jar of dirt. Get your jar of dirt. Yes. Okay. All right. Lowrider featuring T Pain. Yeah. Yeah. That's number one. I remember that song now. Okay. Singer-songwriter, um, also self-proclaimed activist. Uh, she was on the X Factor. Oh, Leona, Lu- Leona Lewis. There you go, Leona Lewis. Oh, that's um. Oh, I think I know the song. Uh, I could wait. I have to sing. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Um, I know it, but I don't. Burning love, maybe. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, um, bleeding love, bleeding love. love. There, love. Oh, okay. there you go. Burning love. Good job. Burning, Number two. Bur- burning love was from the seventies. That was Elvis. Um, yeah, that's all right. Bleeding love. Leona Lewis at number two. So good job. One two there. Um, let's see. We've got we've got the pop band at five. We've got the one hit wonder singer songwriter self proclaimed actress at seven. You've got a rapper at four. And. Hmm, three American singer songwriter. I believe we were go with R and B as well. There, I think that's a safe bet. Um, I don't know. I'm really stuck on the one hit wonder. <laughs> the one hit wonder. Okay, so the song. Uh, let's see. Where can I? I'm trying to think what else I can add to this song that she wrote. Um, she wrote you. Um, oh, wait. Was that a hint? That's a, that was a hint. <laughs> From the lyrics? It was definitely a hint, I, I don't but know. I still don't know. It's, yeah, <laughs> uh, Sarah Bareilles. I'm going to write you a love song or love yeah, song. Is, by the way, <laughs> wait a minute. That's not a one. It isn't okay. Oh yeah, she's got yeah. a bunch. And she's yeah, and she's also really? um, the actor thing threw me off because I wasn't thinking about Broadway because yeah, like she wrote and started Waitress that musical. Um, oh, I did not know that. I, I, the only reason I know about it is because there were a lot of billboards for it in the airport, and I was flying a lot at the time uh, <laughs> when that came out. I'm not a fan of musical theater, but. I did spend a lot of time saying a baggage claim thing started saying poster over and over and over again um, during one particular year. So I do know that. Um, well, there we go. I learned something new. So there, not one hit wonder, but yes, Sarah Bareilles, she wrote you a love song. That was seven. a very overplayed song. You are correct on that. But yes, uh, number five, also a popular American pop rock band. Originally from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Not sure if that helps. No. <laughs> oh, please don't tell me it's Sugar Ray. No, it is not Sugar Ray. Oh, good. No, no, no. no. Um, this, this song was also the name of the album. 
Um, I have a bad feeling that I don't know the album, so I'm not going to be able to connect them. But wait, okay, so but you said it was overplayed, so we know this then. I think they still play this song. In fact, I'm, so they, this is not a one-hit wonder, though, right? Like these no, no, definitely not a one-hit wonder. I know I got are this one right. Uh, yes, I do believe that they're still they're still playing. <laughs> okay, and, and it's a band, right? Not a, it is a band. Individual. Yes. Nope. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> um, I have no idea. It says pop. Yes, definitely pop. Definitely. Definitely pop. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I should have known that. Definitely still around because their song, one of their songs, not this song, but one of their songs was on the new Top Gun Maverick soundtrack. That's a good soundtrack. Haven't seen it? That was a good soundtrack. That, say that again, Samantha? Haven't seen it. Oh. Oh, great. Great, great film. Um... Hmm. I'm trying to remember all the songs from it, though. It is in the film, so if that helps. Which I love, because I know someone listening home right now is screaming and yelling at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, is, is, it, is it the song that, 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 that uh, Goose's Kid played in the bar? No, it is, it's not Great Balls of Fire. Oh, is that what he played? That is what he played. Never yes. Mind. Never mind. <laughs> but that's what his dad played. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. My bad. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's go, sir. Do you want me to whistle the song? No. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. Like, like, all I can think about is like the, the grip. Yeah, no, that's 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 still not there. No, you don't know what I've been told. This is why I would be. This is why I would be terrible oh. on like a like a like a like a treasure hunt where you have to like decipher clues. Okay. I would be awful at this. It is. Uh, I ain't worried. It would be the football beach scene. Yeah. No, I got nothing. Nothing. No. Nope. Um, I give you the name. I don't want to. I guess I could start naming members. You could just tell us at this point, dude. Just, yeah. Well, okay. give us one and see if we can get the other. Give us, give us the harder one of the artist or the title or whatever. So. The hardest of the. Okay. So let's see. Members would be lead vocalist and multi instrumentalist. Oh no, Ryan. We don't know who these people are. No, we were saying oh. either the title or the band. Oh, um, boy, it's, it's going to drive you guys crazy. But, yes, that song from the Top of the Maverick was done by One Republic. Oh. Um, wait, so it's Good Life or Apologize. Let's apologize. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a hard road that we took there. Yeah. Yikes. I, I was not going to apologize. Get came in at number five. So down to three and four. Wrapping up the uh, the, the rap star, uh, ra I guess, star. I don't know. Very popular rapper. Um, this song is featuring Static Major. I know that's not going to help you. Nope. Nope. What rappers were around at this point? He, 
he's still Kanye? around. Kanye? If he's completely tattooed up, like completely tattooed up. Oh, Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne. I don't know the name of any of his songs, though, so I just know he has a lot of tattoos. All right, then we'll go with the heck This would be Lollipop. Not familiar, but nope. okay. Um. <laughs> um, and then the last one, and number three, she's been around quite a while. Very, very popular. I I have her as RV, but I think she is multifaceted in everything that she puts together. Wow, she was born in January 25th, 1981. Started composing her own songs at the age of 12. Signed on with Columbia Records at the age of 15. She right, now has her own composing piece of this. So I'm assuming she plays an instrument in addition to just singing. Is that right? She does. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I guess I can put pop with this. She is R and B and pop. Okay, and she plays an instrument, and she but she's a solo act, right? Solo act. Yes. So we need a woman with an instrument. I know it's not Taylor Swift, who's a system early, and that's the only person I can think of who also plays an instrument. Shoot. Um. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was kind of yeah. I this one will this one will like once. Well, I want to give the instrument. Well, I could give the instrument if we get to that point, but it it definitely will help. Yeah, we might. I don't know. Do we need the? I feel like we need the instrument. I'm not gonna get there from where we're at. Yeah. So okay. So she plays the piano a lot of times. Oh Let's my think. gosh! Wait. Um. Is, is it Alicia Keys? It is Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Yeah. What was? Oh, okay. So this isn't Fallen. It's this is after Fallen. Oh, oh my gosh! No, I know what this is. I I, I remember hearing this on New Year's this year. It's No One, right? No One. Alicia Keys coming in at number three. There you go. Okay. Okay. Again, we took the hard road, but we made it. That was hey, but that was better. That was that was better. Um, not, this was not our worst music week. No, 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 not no, a, no. Not our worst performance. Okay. <laughs> um, so some other fun ones, you guys. I mean, you, know, you were throwing. I, it's hard to go through the teens because Samantha, you were nailing all of those. Um, but also in there was "Viva La Vida" by Coldplay. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no. Natasha Bedingfield's "Pocket Full of Sunshine." Oh no. Uh, Colby Calais "Bubbly." <laughs> Lord no. Yeah, yeah. Um, it gets pretty bad after that, so maybe we should just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read us a list of horrible songs. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, but the uh, yeah, let's just leave it there. Let's 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 leave it as this was a good year. This is a good year because it gets there's there's. Um, I thought I had one earlier, and I can't find it now. That would just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's the year. Um, sorry, yeah. Let's leave it on a positive. Let's listen on. We're choosing joy. We're choosing joy, <laughs> and not some of this other stuff. That, yeah. Um, Britney Spears, Womanizer, number eighty. Not good. Not good. Oh yeah, because Blackout came out in two thousand seven, so this is probably yep. Circus. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, y'all did good. We took took a little bit to get there. That's okay. That's okay. But Samantha, two jars of dirt tonight. Well done. 
Alright, I got a jar of dirt. I got jars of dirt. Jars plural. That's not the same yeah. ring to it when you when you add a plural in there. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I got two jars of dirt. And I don't know, it doesn't work. Alright, I'm just gonna give one. I'm gonna give one of them to Bo then. Um, so <laughs> now I only have one jar of dirt. Good. So. No, that's good, because last week Bo got the dirt and I got the jar. So yeah, that works. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, well, see if you can make this one back. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. That's going to do it for us. We're out of here. Until next week, don't forget to give us that like, subscribe to the show, help us out with that algorithm so we can get some more listeners, more, more people yelling at us because we're... Not answering the time capsule as quickly as they could. Until next week, I, you know, baseball spring training is on. There have been baseball games on MLB TV all week. It's been fantastic. Give that a look-see. We'll see you guys next week. Something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call?